Good morning and welcome to the NCSA Mental Health Devotion. My name is Nandi Fleming and I will be your host for this morning's worship. Before we start, let us close our eyes for a word of prayer. We thank you, Lord, for a new day that you have given us in our lives. Lord, we understand that we are alive by your mercy and your grace alone. And Lord, that you are the one that keeps our hearts beating, that keeps this mechanism that you have designed alive. And Lord, as we are thankful for everything that you have done for us, Lord, I pray that we will today extend that thankfulness to others, that your kindness that you have shown towards us, Lord, that we will be able to show that kindness to others as well. And Lord, that it is because of your love that we can even love our enemies. Bless us now, Lord, as we look at this talk today is my prayer in your name. Amen. I'd like to read for you for our verse out of the book of 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21. It says, For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be the offering for our sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. The title for my talk this morning is Freed from the Burdens That You Carry. I'd like to start off by reading for you a verse out of Psalms 32 verse 1, a verse that talks about forgiveness. It says, Blessed is he whose transgressions, that is sins of rebellion, is forgiven. This is the Hebrew word nasha, and this is what we're going to be looking at today, the Hebrew word for forgiveness called nasha. So, I want to just share a story with you before we start. You know, in my life, I've always been a bit of a tomboy. And whenever we would go on church camps and we would have to carry tables, set up some chairs, I always liked acting like Tarzan. And I always tried to carry as many chairs as possible on my own. Now, I'm quite strong thanks to my gym-going, weight-training husband who encourages me to lift weights. So I usually attempt to carry quite a bit of chairs on my own. And usually when a gentleman comes and he would offer, you know, to carry the chairs for me because he would think, sure, this is a lot of chairs for a little girl to carry, I would proudly decline and happily go about my way carrying my chairs, bragging about my strength. But then every once in a while, I would overestimate my abilities and I would almost kill myself trying to carry these chairs. And I can't tell you and describe to you the happiness and the relief that I would feel when somebody would then come and offer to carry my pile of chairs on my behalf. And if you've ever moved home or, you know, furniture within your office or to one place from one place to another, you would know how great it feels when someone else offers to carry your load for you and not just to help you to carry it, but to take it over completely and carry it on your behalf. You know, the relief and the restfulness that I'm talking about, that feeling that you feel inside when you no longer have to carry that burden. And this is how the Bible describes forgiveness, or at least one of the types of forgivenesses that the Bible recommends and speaks of. And this is the type of forgiveness, the word in the Hebrew, nasa. Um, and firstly, we need to sort of revisit the burden of sin before we can really understand, you know, this word forgiveness, nasa, um, that David spoke about when he said, blessed are they whose rebellion is nasat, blessed are they whose rebellion is forgiven. And I'd like to share with you what this word um, nasa means. But before we get there, I-, I want to just revisit how you and me in our lives often, like I do, stubbornly carry our burden of sin on our own. We think we're strong enough. 
we think that we must deal with it on our own. But God says this is not what he wants for us. So just to look at sin again. Sin is demonstrated in the Bible as when we fall or when we carry the burden of our own wrongdoing, this heavy burden, or when we suffer the consequences of our wrongdoing. In other words, when we are punished. So it's really demonstrated by a falling, a carrying of a burden or a punishment that has to be dealt with. And we can see this in various verses. We see the fall demonstrated in Hosea chapter 14 verse 1 where it says, O Israel, return unto the Lord thy God, for thou hast fallen in your iniquity. He's saying you have fallen in your intentional sin. Ezekiel 16 verse 52 speaks about how we have to bear our own shame for our sins, the carrying of the sin, the heavy burden of sin. And then Romans 6 verse 23 talks about the punishment of sin. Romans 6 23 says, for the wages, the payment of sin is death. So we see here literally that sin involves a falling, a carrying of your own burden, and then the punishment of your sin. And this word in the Hebrew that David recommends is a good thing to to sort of experience, this forgiveness of Nasa, really stands for three things. Nasa stands for a lifting up of a burden of sin. It stands for a bearing of sin and a taking away of sin. And and this is very interesting. When we look at the Bible and when Christ says, you know, that he will forgive us, specifically when he speaks about Nasa, he is saying that he will lift up the burden of sin. He will bear it on our behalf and he will take it away. And we see that Christ does this for us. He lifts us up in our fallen state. When sin has crushed us to the ground and we feel like we can't get up anymore. John 12 verse 32 says, if I be lifted up, I will draw all men unto me. So here the Bible is telling us that the way that Christ lifts us up out of our fallen state is that he himself was lifted up onto the cross of Calvary. And because he was lifted up and he bore the punishment of our sins, we too can be lifted up when we have fallen down. And then it also says that he bears our heavy burden on our behalf. Hebrews 9 verse 28 says, So Christ was offered once for all to bear the sins of man. In other words, he not only lifts us up, but he carries the burden of the weight of sin on him when he died on the cross of Calvary. And he also carries it away. So he doesn't just lift it up. He doesn't just bear it, but he carries it away. Um, And we can see this in Psalms 103 verse 13, where he says, as far as the east is from the west, that's how far I have removed your transgressions from you. In other words, he removes it completely. He carries it far away, never to be revisited again. It's a beautiful analogy to think of how God carries our sin away from us so that it will no longer haunt us. And where does he carry it to? Well, he carried it to the cross, of course, where it was dealt with permanently. So that if any of us accepts the Lord forgiveness, that we can stand before him without any worry about the sin which he might hold over our heads. You see, once he's carried it away, he doesn't bring it up again. He doesn't say, do you remember on that day and that date? Um, And this kind of forgiveness does not only apply to you and to me, but it should also apply, I believe, to others who have sinned against us, who have hurt us and wrongfully done things against us. And how often do we forgive somebody only to keep their transgression close by? We don't tend to carry it away. We only bring it close. We carry it away a little bit and then we just keep it in our back pocket to bring up whenever it suits us. And, and then also sometimes what we do is we still want the person to carry the burden of their wrongdoing. In other words, we do not 
not want to take the burden upon ourselves the way that Christ took the burden upon him of our sins. And we sometimes even still enjoy the fact that some of them are still shattered and broken and lying on the ground. And we refuse to help them up. And thankfully for us, the Lord does not do that to us. You see, when he forgives, he lifts us up and he lifts the burden up. And he takes us in our fallen state and he bears the burden of sin and he carries it away permanently. We see the first time where this kind of forgiveness appears in the Bible is in the story of Joseph and his brothers, where his brothers had sinned against him. In Genesis 50 verse 17, after their father had died, they come before Joseph and they plead with him and they say to him, please forgive your brothers for the great wrong that they did towards you. Um, And they say that for this sin is, is treating you so cruelly. So we, the servants of God and of our father, beg you to forgive us. And this word that they keep using forgive is the word nasa. In other words, they are literally, you know, admitting that they have done wrong. So they're sort of confessing. And they're saying that, you know, they're asking for this forgiveness of us, nasa. They're saying, you know what, um, we understand that there is truly, you know, such a great penalty against us. We deserve punishment for the things that we did to you long ago. But now they're begging for this Nasa. They're basically saying to Joseph, don't hold this over our heads. Don't now that father is dead, take revenge upon us and now ask us to bear the penalty of our wrongdoing. They're asking him to carry it away and no longer hold it over their heads. Um, Not only that, but they're asking him to carry the weight of their wrongdoings. In other words, they know that in his life, he had to bear the consequences of what they did wrong and they're saying we understand you've done this please don't now expect us to carry the weight um, carry it away remove it completely remove the consequences and the and, and that consequences which you've already carried please don't now ask it from us and and also lift it up lift us up meaning release us from the weight of the transgression so that we don't have to stay down beaten like dogs and feeling guilty and truth be told no one can do this for ourselves. You see, even though we expect people to nasa us, we expect God to nasa us, and we should nasa other people. We should lift them up. We should carry the burden. We should take it away. Um, but we can't do this for ourselves. We cannot lift ourselves up out of our sin. We cannot truly bear bear our own sins. Um, and we cannot carry it away and go and deal with it. It is only Christ that can do this for us. And Leviticus 5 verse 17 says that we should be doing this, but we can't and therefore you know we see an example of the in the bible where even cain admits to god where he says lord i can't bury the the consequences of my sin after he killed abel we can read this in genesis 4 verse 13 he says my avon my intentional sin my punishment is greater than i can bear he says i cannot bear this on my own it is too great for me to bear and you see it's ironic because a lot of times you know we want god to bear our burdens for us because it's too heavy for us it's impossible for us to carry but then we expect others to carry the burden of their sins we we want them to be punished we want them to be beaten down and fallen down onto the ground and they want them to carry it and bear the consequences of it and it's ironic that we would want this yet we cannot do it how do we expect them to do it so my question then would be is is this kind of forgiveness this forgiveness of nasa available for all variations of sin can i forgive you know sins of ignorance intentional 
personal sins as well as sins of rebellion with Nasa. Should I, should I um, expect God to forgive all manner of sin in this way? And should I forgive others in the same way for all types of sin that they've done? And we see in the Bible that the Bible gives us examples of all three types of sins that are Nasad, that are lifted up, that are um, the burden is carried and that it is taken away. So we see an example of Nabal's wife coming to King David after Nabal had committed this extremely rebellious sin of, you know, refusing David help. And she comes in 1 Samuel 25 verse 28 pleading with David for forgiveness. And she says, please forgive. Please nasa my trespasses. My, in other words, my intentional sins of rebellion. Now, it wasn't actually her sins. It was actually the sins of her husband. But because they are one in marriage, she comes and she pleads on behalf. She says, nasa should be available for sins of rebellion. And then we see Hosea speaking of the nation of Israel, um, where he says, take away, in other words, Nasa, all iniquity. He's saying, guys, your iniquity must be dealt with. Your intentional sins must be dealt with with Nasa. And then we also see King David praying in Psalms 25 verse 18 about his sins of ignorance, where he says, forgive all my sins. This is the sin of Qatar that we've dealt with before. So here we see the sin Pesha, rebellion, the sin Avon, and that is the intentional sin and we see the sin kata, the sin of ignorance. All three of them is dealt with with the forgiveness of Nasa. In other words, all three of them are lifted up. The burden is bared on their behalf and they are carried away and dealt with. And we truly see this in the Bible that the Lord says that this kind of forgiveness is available for all three. Exodus 34 verse 7 says that the Lord keeps mercy for thousands forgiving, this is Nasa, iniquity and transgression and sin. These words are the original Hebrew words for Pesha, Avon, and Kata, the intentional sin, the um, rebellious sin, as well as the sin of ignorance. So what the verse really should say is that the Lord keeps mercy for thousands, lifting up, carrying the burden, removing, you know, the consequences of intentional sin of rebellious sin as well as um, sins of ignorance in other words the lord lifts us up he carries the burden on our behalf and he takes away the penalty so that we do not have to bear any of those on our own in other words he does this not just for one type of sin but for all manner of sin so the lord jesus christ was lifted up so that we could be lifted up he bears our burden so that we do not have to bear it and he carries our sin away to the cross and destroyed it so that we do not have to carry the penalty of it anymore. And the most interesting thing about the word nasa for forgiveness is not just that it is lifted up and that it is born and that it is carried away on our behalf, but it says that it makes the transgressor acceptable before God again. You see, through Jesus Christ's sacrifice and forgiveness, we can once again stand acceptable and clean before God as if we had never sinned, as if we had never transgressed or committed any type of iniquity. 2 Corinthians 5 verse 21 says, For God made Christ, who never sinned, to be our offering for sin, so that we could be made right with God through Christ. And you see, the beauty of this is, is that if Christ could do this for us, this amazing sacrifice that he did on our behalf, how much more should we not in thankfulness extend the same kind of forgiveness to our brothers and sisters who might have sinned against us? I would like to recommend that you think about this, to think about the lightness of your burdens that Christ has removed, would you not do the same for those who have sinned against you, whether rebelliously, intentionally, or in ignorance? May God bless you as you contemplate this today.
the Pastoral Counseling Department of the NCSA invites you to join our daily mental health devotions. You can subscribe by WhatsApping the word yes to plus 27836584296. Broadcasts will be sent out directly to your phone each morning at 8 a.m. Topics are centered on biblical and psychological guidance to achieve good mental health and a balanced lifestyle despite the trials and crises of life. If you are interested in receiving these daily WhatsApp audio devotions straight to your phone, then WhatsApp the word YES to plus 27836584296. And now, may your darkness turn to light as the Son of Righteousness rises with healing in His wings.